Hi everyone, Emily here. I'm so excited to talk about our partnership with Deskrits. Deskrits is truly the insider's guide to the ARE. Made by two young architects who recently passed their exams, the book breaks down all six exams into topic outlines and reading lists with specific pages to study from outside resources. For me, the hardest part of the ARE was figuring out what to study. I've used Deskrits personally as a study guide for my last four exams and couldn't recommend it enough. It's easy to follow, graphically pleasing, which is very important to us design people, and it's very thorough, not vague at all. My personal favorite are the Deskrits study sheets that cover objectives of each test in a super manageable way. The sheets only cover key topics, so you don't have to worry about sifting through any excess fluff. If you're interested, go to Deskrits.com and use code OPP15 for 15% off. Happy studying! Hey everyone! Hey everyone, I'm Emily. And I'm Maria, and this is the Open Plan Podcast. We're excited to have you here. Join us in navigating life and architecture as young professionals tackling career, education, social lives, and everything in between. Keep up with us on Instagram at Open Plan Podcast. So now let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to Open Plan Podcast. Hey everyone, we're so glad to be back. It's been a minute. <laughs> Life has kind of, yeah. We always start with that. <laughs> I know. Guys, we're still here. We're back. Yeah, it's fine. Life has taken over a little bit and we've been busy with work and personal things and tests and all that kind of stuff. But we're happy to be back and do a little bit of a catch up and talk about the first ARE test. Fun. <laughs> Woo, our favorite topic. <laughs> but we're first going to catch up about what Maria and I have been up to. The month of May was insane and I'm convinced it didn't exist, but (laughs) a lot happened. So Mm -hmm. we're going to break it down real quick and then get into practice management. (laughs) Yay. So So, yeah, what, what has been going on with you? Okay. So number one news, I passed PPD. <gasps> I knew this, but let's celebrate again. Yay! I know Maria knew the day this happened, but, and I think I posted a story about it. So if mm-hmm. you're following us on Instagram, which you should at Open Plan Podcast, um, I updated everyone that I passed. So that was huge relief. It's like a a big guy, one of the last yep. two. So now I'm my last one, and I almost taste freedom, but not yet. <laughs> so that's so exciting very happy to have got that done um and then in between all that you know i went to california went to san diego which was in may i think which is crazy yeah that's (laughs) wild Um, it was like a long time ago (laughs) right yeah um and guys sorry one second alfie's scratching carpet (laughs) all right i'm back um (laughs) And then uh, another big update is I got promoted at work. <gasps> Woohoo! Yeah. Um, so many good news. I know. Yeah, May was very, very eventful. Um, <laughs> I was already doing project management stuff uh, prior to the promotion. So kind of got a little bump because of that because mm-hmm. I've started managing more projects. And I actually just completed another one I was managing like last week. So Wow. Very happy about that. So that was some big news. And finally, <laughs> this is my third. We bought a house. 
almost like comical, like how much you need. I'm just like dumping on everyone. She just put everything that she was going to do this year in one month. It, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the house we put an offer in for like in February and it just took mm-hmm. really long. So the actual closing didn't happen until May. So Maria already knew about this and we knew we were going to get it, but it wasn't like official until May. Mm-hmm. So I am. Um, yeah, I'll probably talk about that more in detail because it's very architecture good content it's a old house we should do an episode on it yeah yeah i can talk forever about it it's from 1900 we want to keep it um historical and any renovations we do it needs a lot of work we're not moving in for like at least six months if i had to guess mm-hmm. um because we want to like take down some walls and redo the original hardwood a lot of it is painted and really damaged so those are just a couple of the things we need to do <laughs> to this house. I'm not going to make a talk about a lengthy list right now. But yeah, mm-hmm. we'll get into that. Maybe we'll do like an episode on like restoring a house. So, I mean, we're still learning. <laughs> so we don't yeah. know how to do that yet. But we'll figure it well, out. Well, you got to do it first. So you learn through this yeah. process and then the next one will be easier. <laughs> yeah. And then with the goal of eventually living in it. So very exciting. And it's in Philly, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned Sad. that. Sad. Not Atlanta. I know. <laughs> I know. But there's still a slight glimmer that Maria moves to Philly one day. <laughs> it is a lot more affordable than Atlanta somehow. I tell her this. Tell her this all the time. Yeah. Somehow. I don't know. You might weird. just have to. <laughs> no other choice. Uh, so those are all my updates. That was a lot. Um, Maria. Yeah. <laughs> what have you been up to? <laughs> I hope you uh, take some time to chill in June. <laughs> yeah. June for sure nothing on the books thank god (laughs) but just chilling at work yeah Yeah. my may or yeah i guess the past couple months um yeah it's been good work has been picking up you know now that i'm deep into it um it's been i think six months at this point wow um so i'm really feeling you know part of the team and um having a more ownership of the projects and the marketing side um exciting like doing more photo shoots and getting more projects like some some attention online which is always fun Mm -hmm. um and wedding planning that's been going um (laughs) yeah we are making more moves so i'm excited to start like getting more into the details and decor and what the vibe is going to be we're almost at a year countdown Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. I really though. need to send those same to dates. <laughs> oh no, you got time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's what I'm doing this weekend. But um that's super exciting. I'm like just getting more excited. At first I was just really nervous and now I'm just like trying to enjoy it. Cause you only do it once. Yeah. No, it's gonna be great either way. So you don't have to worry. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, and then we have a few, like, we just took a a short trip to Florida for a wedding, which was really fun. I really was looking forward to it to get some time, you know, away from Atlanta and just different environment, turn off the brain a little bit. Um, I know I really actually relaxed because I forgot what day of the week it was. And that's always (laughs) when, you know, like you're on vacation mode. Um, it was only like, you know, four days, but still it was nice. And yeah. we are getting ready for another short trip to Cape Cod in the end of June, which I'm really excited about. Get so a little fun. Bit more beach time. 
Yes, and um, stay tuned. Hopefully, Maria will give us her Rex, her Boston slash Cape Cod Rex. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I could do a whole Boston one. I need so. to know because <laughs> I actually yeah. don't know where to go in Boston. So, <laughs> well, don't go in the winter. Let's start there. Yeah, <laughs> just go to San Diego instead. <laughs> oh yeah. Gosh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I talked about it. I went to San Diego and I went to the Grand Canyon. I just remembered. In yeah, there. and so you weird. saw one of our podcast guests. Yes. Oh my gosh. I haven't talked about but I met up with Bryn IRL. Mm. <laughs> wild. In the wild. Oh yeah. In the wild. <laughs> yeah, that's very like, exciting. Yeah, she's so exactly like what she's like like online, which is mm-hmm. very nice and easy to talk to. And um it felt so natural to meet up with her, which was crazy. Like I felt like I already knew her. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when like it was dangerous to meet like online friends? <laughs> I mean, it still is, but like, <laughs> this felt like it. Like, oh, we met online and then like we recorded the episode and now you're going to go see her in person. Yeah. It, yeah. But with like a very like professional lens, like this like licensed right. architect. Like networking. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that was fun to catch up with her. Um, so I had a lot I of FOMO. Was- I know. Uh, I should have Photoshopped you into that picture. <laughs> together but no i just have to go to california yes we'll make it happen um you would love san diego i think it's just so cool but all right well that was our catch up and now we'll dive into um practice management woohoo Today is our first test-specific episode, and we're starting with the test that we recommend starting with, the practice management test. Um, This is one of the shorter ones, and um, it's the first one that Emily took um, when she started her process, so she's passed it a long time ago. (laughs) I am currently studying for it, and it's kind of like a good one to start with because it's more, I guess not really about design or you know any calculations or anything like that it's more like straightforward reading you know understanding project delivery methods and the practice management stuff we'll get into but it's a it's a easier way into studying mm-hmm. um and the test is 65 questions long and it's two hours and 40 minutes with 30 minute break um, allowed. You don't have to use the 30 minutes, but so the total, total time is three hours and 20 minutes. I think it's the shortest one, right? I think between like this project management and CE construction evaluation, I think they're all like similarly like 60 to 70 questions. So yeah, they're not that long. The first three Mm -hmm. like pro practice exams. And we talked about this on our, or we posted about this on our Instagram, like the order we recommend. Um, Mm -hmm. And the three of them all have, um, like starting a firm. Well, not really CE. Sorry, we'll we'll get to that. That we're just pairing that because it kind of relates to other two. But definitely, practice management and project management is very like this beginning of a project. It follows the life of a project. Like when you are starting a firm, establishing hourly rates, um, mm-hmm. who's going to be on your team, like looking at contracts. Um, so that's why we think it's a good first test because you could really look at it like studying for something unrelated to architecture honestly yeah like, it's more businessy need, yeah 
yeah, you don't need professional experience. Like maybe it helps like if you've helped on some proposals or and stuff. So Maria definitely has like seen a lot of that. Um, yeah. But if not, you can study for it. Yeah. And I think it's something that is very easy to learn just from reading and studying this stuff. It's it's not something that as an intern or a young professional, you're going to get a lot of exposure to in the professional world unless you work at a super small firm and your boss is like sharing all this stuff with you which isn't very common but i do feel like like now i'm in a smaller firm and i'm able to kind of connect to what i'm seeing my boss is doing but mm-hmm. i'm not actually doing it like i'm not writing contracts i'm not you know negotiating um fees and all that stuff so yeah. It's it's not that hard to learn from just reading. You don't have yeah. to wait until like you're managing a firm. <laughs> and it's crazy because like when you start learning about it on these tests, like you can see it around you all of a sudden. Like for me, when I wasn't yeah. studying, like, it kind of just all like went over my head, like what your boss is actually doing when they're like, you know, working on contracts, figuring out rates for people. Like you kind of understand it. You're like, okay. But then mm-hmm. when you actually study for the tests, you're like, oh, <laughs> all clicks. Yeah. You're like – this is what they're doing. So it's actually very useful. Who would have thought? helpful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I, like it's – I would encourage if you're studying and you have a good, you know, relationship with your boss and you're seeing these things in your in your work, like if you have questions or you're, you know, you hear them saying something like, oh, we need to do an ad serve or like the that's not in our scope or whatever. Mm-hmm. Something like that that pulls you back to what you're studying you can ask them about it and be like, hey, can you explain why, you know, we're doing design, build, build? Or can you explain why we're charging this guy this much versus like the other guy, you know? Yeah, that's a really good tip. There's no better resource than like directly asking someone in your office Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, Okay, so now we kind of like touched on this, but we're going to just talk what generally a test is about. Um, so as we mentioned, the exam is all about starting a firm and in focus a lot on contracts and risk management. Um, it tests you on your ability to deliver architectural services and identify the best delivery method for the project. So as Maria had mentioned, um, delivery methods are design, bid, build, um, CM, which is contra- construction manager, um, design, build. Um, and these are all ways of like delivering a project to your client. Um, and you're also going to have to apply laws and regulations. Um, and other items are like knowing your firm structures, standard of care, um, financial terms. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a very, we're not going to, uh, for, we're going to reference this later, but always look at the NCARM handbook for specific subject areas and topics. And we're not going to exhaustively uh, go through that right now. We're more so going to talk about what you want to know, which is the resources and how to pass this test. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But we wanted to give you like a overview slash summary on what what to expect. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So some of those topics, um, like big umbrella topics that you'll find on the NCARB handbook, is it's basically four big chunks. It's the firm legal structure. So what kind of firm is it? It's a corporate firm. It's an LLC. It's a sole. Um, proprietorship or whatever Um, firm management and financials so like how are you going to set up the firm is it studios is it a hierarchy of you know uh, super linear is it departments Um, so those things are um, good to also apply to where you're working and understand it in real life Um, contracts and risk and project delivery models so those are the four kind of big umbrella topics 
And inside all of that, there's all these like smaller um, breakout topics that you can reference. Um, and this is all in the NCARB handbook. We'll put a link to it in the description. And it really like that's what you should reference because that's who's making the test. <laughs> so it's going to be exactly that. Um, they obviously like we are using other resources that correspond to those topics, but the NCARM handbook helps you kind of stay on track and not spend too much time on something that's barely on the test or vice versa, you know. Mm -hmm. And we'll link that in our show notes as we will mm -hmm. with all our resource recommendations when we can. Um, yeah. So now we're going to dive into what resources we used um, or currently using. Um, mm -hmm. So Maria had already mentioned the importance of the NCARB handbook and like how important it is to read it, read it every day, honestly, like revisit it as often as you can because they actually have practice questions in them um, by like the, the content areas Maria had mentioned. Um, and these are going to be like exactly like the ones you see on the test because this is written by the test makers. So um, familiarize yourself with like the structure of these questions and um, just kind of start taking them, like looking at them every day. So it becomes like second nature because I guarantee you, you're going to see a question like that on the test since it's on the handbook. So our next resource is Descrits, which um, is essentially um, a book that helps you lay out your study plan, helps you gather resources and outline what specific chapters to read from these resources. Uh, at the start of every test, I reference Descrits to really look at what they recommend and you don't have to follow their study plan exactly. Like definitely cater it to what works for you and what's going on with your schedule. Um, I think they recommend like four weeks of studying for uh, PCM. But of course, you know, that's at their pace. So definitely, you know, cater it to yourself. Um, but it's a great resource for just seeing what you need to get. So they'll reference, you know, for example, Ballast, which we'll talk about later. They'll reference what exact contracts to look at. Um, so I think that's a really great resource just to start with and get kind of like a lay of the land for the exam. Um, and we uh, luckily have a code <laughs> for Descrits. Uh, and you could use OPP15 for 15% off if you want to get a copy for yourself. So yeah, and I I'd highly recommend just making a study plan if you, if you use Descrits or not. I when I when I was like trying to start studying and like I kept not starting and just pushing it off it was probably because like I was just overwhelmed I didn't know where to start but as soon as I kind of sat down I sat down with Jose because he's done it and we just like went through just like an initial like read this and then go here and then do this and then that like I had a little bit of a to-do list and that really helped me mm -hmm. I don't know if my personality or if everybody would you know benefit no, from this so but useful. it it's so much better than just kind of like start starting to read like one of the books and then being yeah. like uh okay it's so intimidating like, to just be like thrown into this without i think in school we're plan. used to knowing what chapters to read what exact thing to study and that makes sense you don't want to waste your time like just diving into like right. some topic um so you know definitely you know talk to someone as maria did who has taken the test and can point you to what exactly they did um go to Descrits if you want to see what chapters they're recommending and then Another big one is the ARE Facebook group. Uh, highly recommend you join that. It's a community of like, I don't know, it has to be like thousands of people who are mm -hmm. taking the exams. You feel like solidarity doing it with them. And 
there are people posting when they pass a test and they'll say like what exactly they did. So honestly, the first day of your studying journey, I would say just dedicated to just figuring out setting up what to study. Yeah, exactly. Researching, talking to people, looking at the airy Facebook group forum um, and laying out where you need to start because otherwise you're kind of just like aimlessly like swimming around <laughs> like you need to kind of like have a day by day checklist I feel like so. mm-hmm. yeah highly recommend um and then the other kind of aside from the NCARB handbook is the AHPP Arctic Handbook of Professional Practice yeah right it's a massive book um but it has <laughs> It's really so good resources and really good chapters, but you really need to know where to start and like what to to pull out of it because it is extremely overwhelming. Yeah, as Maria said, it's like the the Bible of PCM. Like I will mm-hmm. say, like it's like fifty percent HPP, fifty percent contracts. I don't know. I might be making that breakdown, but huge reference for the test. So this should be something you read before third party. Um, resources which is like we'll mention later like ballast and um i don't know i guess what other things people use plural site black spectacles black spectacles um hpp is like the first thing you should look at and while it's so heavy and thick (laughs) like you'll get it delivered to you and be like what is this um we're going to be linking a pdf that shows you what exact chapters you read from it um and it's actually from the publisher wiley so They'll tell you, you know, what pages to read and how it corresponds with the test objective. So that's huge. Don't just go in reading, thinking you're going to have to read the entire, like, textbook of it. But so we'll link that and that's super helpful. Yeah. And you can definitely, like, get this book, like, used or um, in the, I'm sure in the Facebook groups, there's people, like, reselling these things because it's not a cheap <laughs> resource. But mm-hmm. you can definitely find lower lower prices for it i think i sold mine <laughs> yeah i did for a heavy discount so yeah there are people who yeah. just kind of want it off their bookshelf <laughs> mm-hmm. but um yeah while you're reading it um definitely take really good notes and be sure to review your notes and highlight key terms um one thing that really helped me and is making flashcards from them so i think it's really easy to just read and read and not retain information so one way of making sure you're like actively reading is you know writing your own flashcards that you could like revisit later um from your own notes so that was yeah what i've been doing is like since there's so much to get through i'm like i'm doing it in chunks where i try to like not get too far into it if Mm -hmm. i feel like my brain's not retaining it anymore (laughs) and i'm just kind of like automatically you know reading but not understanding really what's going on yeah like i've been and there I trying stop. to get it over with <laughs> yeah right yeah it's like i need to read this whole thing and then by the end you're like uh i don't remember anything so like doing it in chunks and kind of like self-checking in between mm-hmm. um doing a couple practice t- uh questions regarding that specific section or something like that yeah that's huge i think it's really good to know like your limit of when your brain can't handle anymore. And then at a certain point you're just mm-hmm. studying and it's not being retained at all. So I think for some people it's like even like, yeah, like Maria said, break it up in chunks and then maybe take like a five minute break and then return to it or something. So, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. So HPP guys, the big guy, 
for this test. Get it. You can't go around it, sadly. <laughs> um, the other really huge part of this test is contracts. So you'll see this in the NCARB handbook, but the big the big ones they reference in this test is B101, A201, and C401. Um, so I feel like download, then you get them for free download also. So you can literally just Google like B101 contract and you could download it from the NCARB website or it links you to a free download. So don't worry about it like having to buy them or anything like that. They have free copies of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And those three are basically the owner contractor, owner architect, and architect consultant yeah. agreements. Um, and those are important because you understand kind of who's responsible for what and who's liable for what. So those like there's so many questions about this and scenarios and case studies. Um, this is super important and not very like it's you really need to take time to understand it. Yeah. And understand the differences between them because it's it's confusing. For sure. And it's not like when you first read it, it can be very intimidating. Like we're all not lawyers, clearly, and it's right. written in like legalese almost like and once you like start reading it slowly you're like oh it's actually a very simple concept but they're explaining it kind of weird so i think to aid in that another big recommendation we have is listening to the shift heart and lectures um which we'll link also um and essentially this lecture is by a, a lawyer who used to be an architect so he's very familiar in the industry and now he does construction law i believe um, and he kind of did a lecture on each of these contracts. It might have been just actually B101 and A201. I don't know if he did it for C401. Um, but he goes like line by line um, of the contracts and explains them in very like common, like normal terms for mm-hmm. people to understand. Um, and he takes kind of like the mystery, like the law language mystery out of it. Um, mm-hmm. So highly recommend you listen to him. Um, the audio isn't like great <laughs> just a disclaimer it's kind of echoey um, but he's awesome I think his name is Mike Shanahan shout out Mike Shanahan <laughs> um, so a huge tip is to print out the contracts have it in front of you while you're listening to him so you can like follow along um, and you know take notes as because he'll give you real life scenarios of a lot of the clauses which is super helpful so um, helpful it's amazing. Yeah. And so write it down next to that paragraph. Um, take notes actively while you're listening to him and feel free to like pause it. Um, he talks fast sometimes, but you know, pause it, catch up. Um, and once you've listened to the lecture once, um, you're able to then like kind of rewrite the contracts in shorthand. Um, so, you know, don't spend too much time on this. It's not like you're writing out word for word. Just do like super quick like this paragraph means this in like one sentence. Um, Mm -hmm. And you just really internalize what the contracts mean. And like by the end of it, you like really, I don't know. I think that's kind of what took me over the edge for understanding the contracts is Mm -hmm. kind of a lengthy process, but it's worth it because a lot of questions come from it. So yeah, that's one of the sections where I'm like having to go back to because it's like, I feel confident in like two of the other ones or three but contracts is one of them that I'm like, I thought I understood it until like I took some questions. And I was like, um, I don't know everything about this. It's but I hard. think writing it, writing it like makes you retain information a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, 
as well as like explaining it to someone. Yes. Um, yeah. So highly recommend. Yeah. That. Explaining to someone is great. Explaining to your significant other. <laughs> like, yeah. I remember I would turn to Ashcon and be like, did you know the architect <laughs> is responsible for their consultants? I'm going to be like, Jose, I know you're like a licensed architect, but let me tell you about contracts. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing uh yeah explaining it to people in your own words is huge because if you just kind of like regurgitate other people's words it doesn't stick as much as when you try to explain it um mm-hmm. and yeah and then honestly once you listen to the lectures once i found that listening to it again and you don't have to have the contracts in front of you um but like either when you're going on a walk or when you're cooking <laughs> kind of hilarious background <laughs> But um, I've noticed that I think it's a certain type of learning. Brynn actually talked about this. I think it's called kinesthetic learning. I don't know. It's basically like the act of when you're doing something and listening to something, you can, your brain like learns better for some reason. Like you'll remember that walk and you'll remember the content. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I it feel really that with podcasts. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's not the same crazy. thing. It's like a big long podcast about contracts <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> super exciting um but yeah highly recommend like not the first time listening to it because it's like a lot but maybe like if you're really listening to it like the second time or third time do it while you're walking or taking a shower mm-hmm. or something so. yeah because you've already listened to it paying attention and taking notes and then it's just gonna ring that bell again and like mm-hmm. kind of instill that information yeah and the thing about contracts is like it comes back for practice management, project management, like CE. Mm-hmm. And honestly, there's professional practice content. People don't talk about this in all of the exams. Like at least 10%, 10 to 12%, even in like the last three technical exams of professional practice questions. So like learn your contract stuff now. It'll definitely come back <laughs> for the last, mm-hmm. the last ones too. So another resource that is very much talked about and I think it's a good uh, starting point um, aside from the AHPP is Ballast. Um, There are not that many chapters for the practice uh, management test so it was something I got through pretty quickly and it does have like practice questions um, that are corresponding to each of those sections and the chapters um, and you can use Descrits to find out what chapters to study, but it's pretty straightforward. Um, and it's broken up like the test, so it's it's pretty easy to figure out. Um, but it gives you a good overview. It's not as uh, specific as the architecture handbook, but I think it's a good starting point. I actually read it before the I got into the handbook sections, but I kind of did them together. So um, it's a good starting point. It's not terribly specific but yeah i mean i like that it embeds practice questions into the chapters that's huge yeah and then there's also like the ballast practice test um that you can just use however you want like i didn't use it as a oh i'm gonna sit down and take all of 65 questions like i would read a, 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 a chapter and then i go to the practice tests that they have and just do the questions that were corresponding to that chapter. Okay. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's a – and Ballast also has practice problems, I believe, that are, like, separate. I have, like, two books. I have, like, a practice problem right. book. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking book. about. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. The practice problem book is, like – yeah, you can do it, like, by objective 
And you could do that with a practice test as well, but they have like mm-hmm. two versions, I guess. So, yeah. And there's good uh, information on the answers. So it explains why that is the right answer. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. They have good yeah. explanations. Uh, yeah. And another resource I really liked um, for PCM was Hyperfine. So it's run by a guy who took the tests, I think, pretty recently. And he's done like um, essentially like worksheets slash homework assignments for each test. So he has one for practice management that's um, – I forgot how many assignments it is, but it might be like a six-week or four-week program where it's like seven assignments a test – I mean um, a week. And um, it's basically like he has um, like questions and then like reference links also. So you're able to like click on the reference links that he's taught like – talking about to answer the questions um and i really like it because you could tack it on to like the end of a study session it'll probably take you like 15 minutes to do one assignment um and it just is a very like active way of learning like you're kind of like you know like you did in school where it's like you're looking up a question for yourself and then it just really helps you internalize it so it was a way of learning that i hadn't seen for like other study resources i really liked it so I think um, Hyperfine is super helpful for financial ratios. Um, some of those include like calculating the break-even rate, um, your profitab- profitability, your net multiplier, um, cl- um, indirect labor, things like that. So they have an exhaustive list of kind of different ratios you need to know. Um, and mm. it's once you understand like one relationship, it's easy to figure out the others I've noticed. Um so it's not overly yeah. complicated. It's not like super hard math, but it does feel like there's like a lot of formulas. Um, yeah. First, I, so. And there's a lot of different numbers that you need to know that like have different names, like you just mentioned. And it, at first it's very confusing, mm-hmm. but yeah, their relationship is very simple. It's like multiplying things or dividing things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not like complicated math, but there's yeah. a lot of different ones that are you get to in different ways and you need to know them all. Yeah. And it's kind of like common, not common sense, but like you'll understand the relationships like for calculating an overhead rate, you're just dividing like indirect expenses over direct expenses pretty much. Mm -hmm. So, and you'll figure out what exactly overhead is and like what isn't counting as um, how much you're charging your client, things like that. And you'll get it and you'll recognize it in your own firms. I wish we learned this stuff in school, but it's kind of, it's like oh their business gosh. side or accounting. I but, wish. I wish, man. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just not how it is. Hopefully one day. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's Hyperfine. Um, if you're struggling with financial calcs, calcs I recommend that. Um, and then we talked about Ballast. Um, that like kind of covers most of the actual studying stuff like consuming the content and then then once you've gotten through that and you feel confident like oh i I've, i think i've read everything i've listened to everything and i've at least been exposed to all of the content at least once um you can start taking some practice exams because i think that that's the best way to learn is from the one like what you are not sure about and the questions that you're getting wrong and reading the solutions and all that stuff mm-hmm for sure. Um, the practice exams, do not skip on these. Um, I think they're a huge part in your learning. Like while even though you're doing them at the end, it's like that final push of like, 
figuring out where your knowledge gaps are, what you need to work on a little bit more. And I think it's really easy to get really upset if you don't score like amazing score on your past exam, um, especially the first couple you do. Like it's totally normal. You know, I think we're all used to like doing really well in school, obviously, and being like, wow, I got like a 60 on this practice exam. <laughs> what is this? Um, but actually, you shouldn't look at it that way. They're just like study tools. So I always try to remind even myself that it's definitely easier said than done. But honestly, even the, the tests I just passed, I did not do great on my practice exams. Like I will just say that now. Like that's not like you need to be doing like getting 90s on your practice exam Mm-mm. to gauge whether you're ready for this test. Right. A lot of the times practice exams will be harder than your actual test also. So which is good. Like you want it to challenge you. So mm-hmm. um, so some of the practice exams we recommend is Black Spectacles, first off. Mm-hmm. Um, and Maria and I both have used this. Um, yeah, their interface is like identical mm-hmm. almost to the, the real one. Yes, their interface is identical to what you're going to see when you sit down at Prometric. Um, they did a good job of just like – Or PSI co- now. Copying. Oh, yeah. PSI. I wonder if it actually – no, it's going to look the same. <laughs> I mean, I haven't Probably. taken a PSI test yet, guys. But yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I forgot about that. I, I was waiting to just take my first one in PSI. That's why I haven't – that's one of the reasons I haven't scheduled mine yet. But yeah, I didn't want to take like the first one in Prometric and then the rest of them in a different one if it, if there are any differences. But I'm pretty sure it's going to be the same. Yeah, I think – they would have told us, but so you could pretty much assume it's the same if you've already taken a Prometric test, but you're just going to a different location. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Black Spectacles is a good job of like copying the interface. It, it puts in like a break, like as if like the exact same thing as a test, like when you want to go on a break, it'll pause your test. And then when you return, it'll lock the questions that you looked at already, which is something that happens um, in real life as well, which is mm-hmm. a new change. <laughs> um and also the whiteboard they have a whiteboard on there just like when you're uh at the test center and for people who don't know that you don't get scratch paper anymore so you're using essentially microsoft paint (laughs) it's great it's fine (laughs) um pro tip for the whiteboard use text boxes instead of like writing the numbers with your paintbrush (laughs) it gets messy really fast so just type everything I feel like it also gets really glitchy. I don't know if it's just black spectacles, but I'm sure like oh, the, the real one is glitchy. even worse. So like clear it out and like close out the pages <laughs> if you're not using them anymore because it cannot handle too many things. So much. Like quick story time, my whiteboard glitched during PPD. Um, and it, this happened to me before too, where it's like the window just like won't close. Like it's like for some reason, I was just like dragging it around and I was like, oh, and I like I literally wasted a minute oh my messing God. with my whiteboard. So, you know, if that happens, take a breather, <laughs> chill out. It's happened to other people. Um, but yeah, not great. But the more you practice using it during your practice tests, huge. Do that. Like, don't when you're taking a practice test, don't use notebook paper. Force yourself to mm-hmm. use either the black spectacles has whiteboard in it, or like if you're taking like a ballast test, pull up Microsoft Paint. Because it's literally Microsoft Paint. <laughs> it's literally that. <laughs> um, so once you get used to doing calculations using only Microsoft Paint <laughs> and your computer calculator. Yeah, yeah. Oh I use gosh. it for all the time for practicing because it's like 
do not get in the habit of using your pencil because you can't. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, <sighs> anyways, it's just so wild. Um, I have a Mac. I don't have paint. What do oh, I do? No. <laughs> do you really I'll use not? Illustrator? Yeah, I use Illustrator. <laughs> Um, and your computer calculator. Um, so yeah, we covered um, Black Spectacles, and I think their content is actually very similar to the real test too. So um, like as far as level of difficulty. So I think that's solid. Um, mm-hmm. And Ballast, as we mentioned before, good practice test. Um, I feel like they sometimes tend to get in the weeds about stuff. Yeah. There were there are a few that I'll like ask Jose about, and he's like, "Oh, don't worry about that. That's like that's not going to be on yeah. the test, or like that's way out of left field." Yeah. Um. So just keep in mind that I I haven't really run across that on the Black Spectacles one, but yeah, Ballast does have some stuff that I don't know if it's just outdated or just kind of like slip through that has nothing to do with the test. Yeah, it's weird. I think that's like notoriously like. Oh, yeah. Sometimes a ballast practice test will have questions that are just totally irrelevant. <laughs> and yeah. if you feel like it's a little off, like, just don't – just take it with a grain of salt. Like, don't focus too much on it. Like, it'll go into – it'll be like, what cement is this? And it'll be like in a practice management test. So, yeah. <laughs> but like, um, so yeah, that's one definite disclaimer about ballast. But their explanations are good um, in general. And there's a lot of content, so it's just one more thing that you can get through to help study when mm-hmm. you're, like, exhausted all of the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Just the more practice questions, the better. Um, and I use designer hacks for my ProPrac exams. I haven't used them for my technical ones, but um, they're definitely, like, I know we were talking about, like, comparing the exam content to the real test. Um, I found designer hacks easier than the real test. Um it's more so like a uh, recall type questions, like almost like a flashcard question where it'll be like, mm. what is this? You know, um, simpler. And I, yeah. Simpler. And I wish the test had questions like that. Um, sadly, they're all very like scenario driven. Um, mm-hmm. I think they've gotten rid of the type of questions where it's almost like a Jeopardy question. Like they don't have that anymore. I think mm-hmm. they used to actually in 4.0. Um, more like definitions or. Yeah. For sure. Okay. It's more like real yeah, life. I wish they had that. You got to really think about it. Um, <laughs> but designer hacks is more like recall. Um, and I found it useful for the practice pro prac exams because there is a lot of stuff that you want to like remember right away. Um, and they have like 100 questions, 25 questions, 10 questions. Mm. So it's like, how much time do you have? Um, and I used to literally do it like before bed sometimes. I would do like a 10 question quiz. Um, and you could do it on your phone, you could do it on your laptop. Um, so I found that useful. Um, and it's not that expensive. Um, I think it's pretty affordable. It's not like a monthly subscription. It's like a one-time cost. So mm-hmm. if you need more practice questions, if you feel like you're struggling in that area, I recommend. And the last practice exam, have you heard about this one, Maria? The Eric Walker no. exam? Mm-mm. So it's called Walking the ARE PCM, I want to say. Um and it's a PDF that you could buy, and it's got by a guy named Eric Walker. Um, and it's like a notoriously hard exam. Uh, he made it. He made it because he found that the practice exams out there didn't compare to the real test. He thought that mm. the real test was way harder, and it was more complicated, like more like scenario based questions, as we were talking about. So he really wanted to create a test that was like 
I found harder than the real test. Um, so I wouldn't use this as a as a practice exam, like, oh, I'm gonna score really high. Like there's no way. Like you're gonna get a 50% on this test. <laughs> but amazing study resource. Like I could not recommend that test enough. Like I think that's why I passed, honestly. Um, mm. take it like maybe one to two weeks before your real test. So you have time to like really review it and internalize it. Um, and we'll talk about this on our strategies in a second, but reviewing practice tests are huge. So Eric Walker practice test, and he has a couple other ones for the other exams. Um, so yeah, good stuff. Yeah. We'll like put links to all, everything that we're talking about in the description. If you're mm-hmm. feeling lost. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we'll link it all. <laughs> These are a couple like nice to have things that I don't think it's like you need it. But uh, Quizlet, I think I might have mentioned this as a recommendation um, mm-hmm. on a previous episode. But it's basically like online flashcards. Um, so if you don't want to like carry around a stack of flashcards with you, you can literally create them on your phone and it will make quizzes for you. Um, so you can literally do it on the go like while you're waiting at the DMV or you know, on your lunch break, just pan through your flashcards and it'll create quizzes for you. Um, and it also, if you search practice management on Quizlet, it'll come up with other people's decks. So oh, cool. I found that super helpful because there are terms like I didn't have in mind and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just useful to be able to find other people's. So Quizlet. So now that we have kind of run through all of the resources that we have used or I'm using and highly recommend. Um, we're gonna just kind of quickly go through what our strategies have been. Um, Emily, why don't you start since you already passed? <laughs> <laughs> um, how did you kind of go about it at the time? Um, so um, I think we embedded some of our strategies earlier, but I'll touch on some stuff like read the ARE handbook every day, um, especially as you get closer to your test date. Um, and eventually it's going to become like second nature. Like you're just kind of skimming it, but I don't know what it is about just revisiting it every day. It just makes you very like comfortable with the types of questions you're going to see. Um, another really big thing is we talked about contracts and a lot of the times they're going to ask you, but kind of like the relationship between them. Um, and like, as Maria mentioned, it was like, it's like, what's owner contractor, what's owner consultant, what's owner that, um, NCARB actually has a really, or I'm sorry, I think the AAA has a really like handy PDF um, that kind of graphically draws out these relationships. Um, mm-hmm. And you're going to find test questions that heavily are like, what is the relationship between these contracts, even if it's like a drag and drop type thing yeah. where you like put it in the bubble. And um, so we'll have that PDF linked below. I think it's super useful. Um, and also as as architects, like we like our visuals. So I think you should look at it and then try to draw it yourself um, and kind of just cement the relationship in your head. Um, another thing that I mentioned I struggled with was the financial ratios and kind of keeping them all straight in my head. So highly recommend if you do flashcards for anything, um, doing it for those. Um, so you just get really familiar with the relationship of them and hyperfine, as I mentioned kind of has them all listed, but you could also just like kind of look them up um, in the other resources and AHPP also has has them. Um, and finally, make sure 
number one, you're retaining info. I'm so guilty of trying to get through the material really fast. And I think when I first started studying for my exams, I just wanted to get it done and like just read it all and study it all. And I would revisit my notes. And honestly, I'm like, what is this? Like, what did I even write <laughs> two weeks ago? And yep. it something that became huge for me is just whatever you studied the day before, make sure you're spending your next day reviewing it. Um, at least the first 20 minutes of your study session, like look at what you had already read, um, just so it's like familiar and you're constantly refreshing your brain on it. Because yeah, there's like, you're not going to remember something you took notes on like a month ago. <laughs> like it's just yeah. not. Um, so I think people, I'm guilty of it, will just mm-hmm. try to get through the yeah. content and none of it sinks in. And, and then you'll take a practice test and you're like, oh. Um, so 100% uh, revisit your material often. When during your studying did you say, hey, I want to actually schedule it? I – let me try to think. I would get through the material and I think at first I was conservative. My first test, I was conservative about scheduling it. Um, so I would I got through all the material and I hadn't taken any practice tests yet. But then I scheduled it like three weeks out from before mm-hmm. my test and um i've noticed that i've kind of now i i'll always schedule my tests like a month out um even if i'm not through the material yet cuz i've noticed as soon as you schedule it you're like really in gear and mm-hmm. for a lot of these tests like you can pound the pavement for a month and if you have a goal like a test date in mind that month becomes so crucial and like yeah you'll just kind of be forced to speed up especially for the mm-hmm. proprac exams I think you need six weeks to study. Um, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't go over that because you start forgetting stuff. Um, These are tests that it shouldn't be like long drawn out because there's just so much material that you should try to do it in a short amount of time. Um, So in general, I would just say schedule or test date as soon as you can because it just changes your mindset. Even if it's like six weeks out um, Mm -hmm. from when you first start studying, I would just schedule it. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that like also depending on your schedule, it's you can't really schedule a test like tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think that that also has to be taken into consideration. Like don't wait until you're like, all right, I'm ready to go. Oh, and then no. they don't have availability for like three weeks. So I think it's kind of a balance of like, OK, I got through so some true. of the material or most of it. And now I'm I'm feeling confident that I can just take practice tests and research, you know, questions and stuff and just wait until the test and like mm-hmm. do that until the date comes. So yeah. I think that's like that's a great point. Especially with PSI, I've heard um that it's difficult to t- get test dates right now during the summer because everyone's yeah. like off. I don't think that matters for professionals, but for some reason people tend to take tests a lot during the summer. Um yeah. so when you do schedule one, as Maria said, it's definitely going to be like, you know, a month out if you on the date you want. Um, so just keep that into consideration. Yeah, like if you want to take it on Saturday so you don't have to take a day off work, like Saturdays mm-hmm. are probably the hardest day to get a test, like Saturday yeah. and Sunday. So take all of that into consideration. That's kind of what's going through my head right now because I'm starting to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Of scheduling but, it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And you're never going to feel 100% ready. Like I feel like mm-hmm. the thing with these tests is just like you just – you would always – you're always just going to want one more day. 
Um, So there needs to be a stopping point because you'll just study forever (laughs) and like because there's just so much content. Um, So do you just sort of trust in yourself that I've done enough? I've done what I can. And yeah, I don't need to get 100% on the test. I just need to pass it. (laughs) Yep. So what are some of – since you're in the thick of it right now for specifically PCM, what are you currently doing to study or what are some of your strategies? So I think like like I I said before, um, I really like to have a game plan. So to start off, um, I kind of had this to-do list, which was like, you know, just kind of read the content, the ARE handbook, the ballast sections, and the um, architecture handbook sections. But I kind of did them per chapter. Like I would go like, oh, you know, how to set up a firm. And then I'd read the ballast one, the the handbook one, and, you know, the hand, the ARE handbook one. Like, I would go by section and get through, like, three or four resources about that same thing, which was interesting because then I could see how each of them went into more detail or less detail and, like, how they spoke about the same thing in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would go do, like, practice tests regarding – practice questions regarding those specific chapters. Um, and then after I did that, um, I started taking some practice tests, like, the whole thing, just going through it. Not, like – with a specific time like limit in mind or anything and and I would like for some of them I would look at my notes like it was very much just a study tool um and after I did a few of those I would kind of obviously review the ones that I got wrong but try to figure out what sections I've like been lacking in that's kind of where I'm at right now where it's like I know the contracts like I haven't done the shift harding lectures yet but I just took a bunch of practice tests just to kind of see where I was. Mm-hmm. And so I know that that's one area that I need to review um, and the financial one and risk management sections are kind of like not very clear. I've been getting like half the questions right, <laughs> which is, I mean, it's fine, but mm-hmm. I, I don't feel confident. So I need to go back and look at those again. Um, Jose has some old flashcards that are from like ARE 4.0 that they're discontinued so I can't really recommend them but a coworker of his had it and they're here so I've been just fl- like going through those they're just very basic a lot of them are just you know definitions of of terms mm-hmm. but it's just one more thing they're like physical so it's kind of nice where like I don't want to sit at my computer and like really like have a study session I just want to like you know lay on a couch and kind of like I have 30 minutes in the morning yeah. you know I'm eating breakfast whatever um, I like go through a few of those. Um, and area and- 4.0 content actually really applies to 5.0. Um, mm-hmm. so if you find old resources like Jose did, like from a coworker, um, I forget there's a, I think NCARB has a resource where you can see what tests from 4.0 have been absorbed into 5.0. So yeah, it's like a, a matrix chart. Thing. Yeah. I've yeah. So you can see what the old practice management was and, there, if you have coworkers that have resources for that, I I found it actually very. That's a good point that you brought that up. I found I found like an old airy handbook with 4.0 questions in it, um, for like the previous practice management test, and they were very similar to what practice management is now. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's essentially the same content. It's just divided differently. So there's some work to 
you know, not all of them will apply, but luckily Jose has already like split up the the flashcards into the right tests. So yeah. thank you, Jose. I think for the um, ProPack t- um, test, it's more straightforward, like the transition yeah, between yeah. them. So yeah. Right. So I've been doing that. So I'm at a point where I want to schedule it. Um, and I think I will probably like after this trip um, that we have, because I have to like focus. If there's like something big happening in between, I will like not focus, if that makes sense. This also might be an excuse. I'm fully aware. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm at a point where I've kind of consumed all the content and now I'm like, what are the ways that I'm going to review the stuff I'm not confident with and like keep, you know, review the stuff that I already feel like I know. Mm-hmm. So kind of testing how far I can get. Yeah. And yeah. So I guess once I schedule it, I'll just keep doing that and keep taking tests. Yeah, the last like month. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the big things about speaking of scheduling, um, PSI is I saw that you can reschedule your test up to 48 hours before with no fee. Oh, wow. So that's an even more big incentive to schedule it because I think before people were hesitant because Prometric used to charge you I think at least the lowest was like $40 from like two weeks before um, or something. And then it just kept going. It was like up to like $100. It was, you paid a lot of money Insane. just to reschedule yeah. it. So people were really nervous to, to, at least I was, to like schedule it because you knew if you did have to reschedule it, you basically couldn't. And I would, I don't recommend like rescheduling your test a lot. Like, I don't think that's, that's not the advice yeah. I'm trying to give. That, that defeats the point of scheduling it to yeah. make you study. <laughs> yeah. But I think you can be more, you know, liberal with yourself because you know you can if you really felt like it for no charge. So that's one huge um, PSI uh, change I saw. I was like, wow, that's a game changer. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's really good. Or, I mean, something comes up and you, or you can't do that day or like, you get hit. I remember this happened with Jose a few times where he randomly had like a really intense deadline on the week of his test. Like oh he d- he didn't know, you know. He couldn't I actually predict. did too. It always is like yeah, that. it's tough. I could I wanted to reschedule it, but it was like bajillion dollars to do it. I was like, oh god. Yeah. But anyways, so yeah, but I yeah, think- and I mean we could talk about more like actually testing strategies, but I think we'll just do like a, a shorter episode specific to that because it will apply to all of the tests. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let us know if that's something that you guys be interested in, and I mean it would apply to lead and anything else too. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I think we could definitely do a whole episode dedicated to just like day of test strategies because a lot of it is mindset, and you know. You could learn the content, you could know it, but the there's an art form to taking NCARB tests um, and learning how they want you to learn. So, mm-hmm. you know, don't don't bring your knowledge from your firm into the test. <laughs> like that is one huge tip. Like people will be like, but that's not what my firm does. And I'm like, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Like, yeah, just keep it as straightforward as you can. It's what the book said. Don't challenge right. it. But yeah, we'll get into that and more on our test day strategy episode. But I think this was a lot <laughs> to absorb. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> but we wanted to cover like everything that we could give you guys. And we'll put everything in the description. Um, once we post the episode, let us know if you have any other questions. You can DM us on Instagram at Open Plan Podcast or leave a comment on the episode post. 
um because we we try to cover everything but you know you could talk forever about this yeah yeah we definitely try to keep it shorter <laughs> like i know we <laughs> we talked about like a, a lot of our strategy and stuff but yeah we could just keep going so feel free to dm us and people have dm'd us about t- certain tests and we'll give like our advice on it so we don't mind and yeah. we welcome it <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's enough test talk for today. What do you think? <laughs> yes, I'm good. I might not even study today. <laughs> this was my study. Just kidding. Oh, man. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> feels like it. But thanks so much for joining us. Um, if you're on this airy journey, good luck. And you got this. We believe in you. We know it sucks. <laughs> and we are with you. We are in it with you. Could not relate more to you. Um and once you're done, it'll be worth it once you see that pass on the screen. And if you don't, it's also not the end of the world. Um, it's okay. Like 50% of people <laughs> fail it because that's what the pass rates of these tests are. <laughs> They're not great. So don't feel bad about yourself. And um, yeah, we're going to give a little pep talk then of each of our airy episodes. I feel like people need it because it's hard yeah. and we get it. So. Yeah. But you got this. All right. Well, thanks for joining us and follow us at Open Plan Podcast and on Instagram. And we haven't asked for um, reviews in a while. or So yeah, I'm going to leave us a review. Yeah. If you enjoy this podcast, we would love for you to leave a review, whether it's just through stars, like ratings or like leaving a comment and recommending it to your friends. Um, it really helps the podcast. So we'd appreciate it. And that's yep. about it. Thanks for following us. Bye, guys. Bye. See you on the next one. Wait one second. I need to feed Alfie lunch. This is a good time. One second. He's crying. I need lunch. Have you tried the brown sugar espresso? No. Um, from Starbucks? It's really good. It's shaken. No, I haven't been to Starbucks in so long. I actually got a gift card from Ashan's mom's. I've going. But Oh, um, yeah. That's nice. Definitely try it. It's the shaken brown sugar espresso drink or something. That sounds really good. With oat milk. There's no Starbucks by our office, so like I never go anymore. <laughs> Probably saving you a lot of money. <laughs> not to have it near you <gasps> maybe uh, but this is very like strong the espresso is what I was trying to get at I was like very uh, awake right now Okay, I'll, I'll get one maybe later today if I go for a walk it's so nice outside yeah get it my only recommendation is getting I think they put four pumps of brown sugar syrup get just three because like, is it ice? very sweet yeah it's iced it's like a nice. looks like this <sighs> I like it a lot. That's your recommendation. <laughs> My basic bitch recommendation. New Starbucks drink, guys. And My recommendation. Customize it. Oh, well, three pounds. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a great recommendation. I would want to know. <laughs> we should do bloopers and like yeah. keep some of these. We should leave it in. I know. We had Just an like assistant. A- you should do like, what's the noise where it's like beep and it's like blooper. Like, you know what I'm talking about? 
Yeah, like the yeah the <laughs> just us talking about Starbucks and it goes back. To <laughs> Maybe at the end of the episode. Yeah, like here's a comedy relief break. Comedy relief. Drunk this testing. Um. Okay. 